Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And of course, on the line with me now is Megan Strand. Hey Megan. Hey Joe. How's it going? It's awesome. I know. It's back. Kids are in school. September is here. Life is good. I know. It is. It's really good. And we have a great guest today. We do. On the line for Cause Talk Radio. We have Randy Painter, who is founder and CEO of Care2. Now get this, Megan. Care2 is a social network of 32 million people that are using and supporting petitions to change the world. Hey, Randy, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. Good to be here. It's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Do you know all these people? I mean, he does. Do you have like a, you have <laughs> like a huge house. Facebook page for yourself? <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I have a huge Care2 page. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't need... Randy, you don't need Facebook. I mean, you're the, you're the, the Mark Zuckerberg of the petition space it's true there you go well right. joe how many how many cause platforms have you seen in the last 10 years that have gained any traction at all uh none care two yeah. is like the only one yeah that has a really active engaged community it's fantastic yeah. randy yeah well, thank and, you. and randy you've been around uh for how long Oh, oh, that's a that's not the best. Did I see the right. reason why is because yeah, something <laughs> I was about say, like, that's kind of personal, I, Joe. I well, you know, I saw a nineteen somewhere on the site. You know what I mean? That that, that yeah. you folks have been doing this since like nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, we actually uh, we it's actually ninety eight, but we we just celebrated our seventeenth uh, birthday in terms wow. of the, uh, the the time that the site actually went live. So yeah, it's been uh, we've you know we've shifted dramatically over the years from uh, one direction to the other, trying to figure out what the the real uh, kind of economic model is, but uh, have really settled in on something that seems to be uh, doing very well. So uh, that's uh, it's been a long history, but it's been been fun too. That's so great. basically, the basis of the site are online petitions. Yeah, that's kind of the central uh, focus these days. And so uh, people come to the site to start online petitions, and then others come to support the campaigns of their friends or others who are on the site. And kind of unlike other petition platforms, we're really a community uh, for good that are kind of they, these folks, these you know 30 plus million people share these general common values around helping to make the world a kind of kinder, more inclusive uh, space and world. So um, it's, it's really about uh, collective action, working together towards a common good. Mm-hmm. And how do you get, how do people usually find the Care2 site, Randy? Well, yeah, you know, you know it's, it, it, because, you know, I mean, you have such a huge audience now. I imagine a lot of people just find, you know, different petitions through the site. But is there like a big search component to this? Is there a big social network component to it where people find it on Facebook? Yeah, it's really it's mostly social. So the vast majority of people find out about the site through a friend who has sent them a petition link to you know sign this petition, either their own petition or somebody else's petition that they've signed. And so today, that's the vast majority. Although we still actually get uh, you know a couple million people a month coming in fa- through uh, Google search uh, directly to our cause or healthy living pages. So we actually have still a lot of content 
helping to educate our members so that they can make kind of informed decisions mm-hmm. and frankly be um, better customers for our clients and better donors for our nonprofit organization partners. Well, and that was one thing that Joe and I wanted to kind of hone in on with you today was how you work with corporate partners, I guess, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, and getting them to engage with your community. Can you talk a little bit about that model? Sure. So that's uh, so. So our, our primary focus. We've got about fifteen hundred nonprofit organizations, um, including pretty much all the major uh, membership-based organizations around the world that are our our primary clients. We also work with a number of for-profit companies that are kind of moving in the more um, sustainable direction, and so. Mm-hmm. The way that we work with them has um, kind of shifted a fair bit, in particular the last couple of years. So our, our focus these days is really on customer acquisition and uh, direct engagement with our site versus kind of the traditional display advertising, which is the model that we used to be more mm-hmm. focused on. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like? Maybe give us an example of... Yeah. Well, you know, it was interesting. The guys at uh, Content Marketing uh, Institute just had an episode on where they were talking about the death of the banner ad and saying that ads on sites really just don't work anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's the old adage, you know, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. Yep. I just don't know which half. <laughs> it's, uh, and and it, is, it, it boggles my mind how much um, big corporations in particular still spend on display advertising where they really can't measure the value that they're getting out of it. And so I think that that's one of the things that we noticed was that our clients were coming to us and saying, you know, this display stuff is great, but what we'd really like are customers. And so mm-hmm. that kind of helped us to realize, you know, there's there's a big opportunity here to focus much more on customer acquisition. And so it's a much more accountable model where they're going to uh, get returns that they can actually measure um, for their investment. And so the way that that will work, and we work with uh, a a variety of uh, brands in the the do-good kind of organic, uh, natural kind of space. So folks like, um, you know, Abe's Market or Thrive or um, Earth Balance, uh, Gaium, um, Blue Buffalo, a bunch of folks that are, uh, are moving in that kind of uh, socially and environmentally responsive, uh, responsible direction. And we will come up with a campaign. It's usually a kind of um, a multimedia uh, campaign where we include both acquisition of customers as well as display and engagement on our site. So mm-hmm. we find that that kind of combination really works well. So for example, what, it, what that might mean is that we ask uh, folks to pledge to eat organic. Mm-hmm. And it may seem like kind of a, it's, a, it's a funny kind of ask. It's not a, your traditional petition ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, um, we're asking people to pledge. Those people that pledge um, are showing, are you know, demonstrating intent to support kind of the core um, fundamental values behind some of these brands. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, let's say that that is um, uh, sponsored by, uh, let's say, Abe's Market. And um, so that, that if those folks that signed that pledge have the option of receiving information from Abe's in this particular case. Oh. Um, if they opt to receive, it's all permission-based marketing, so if they opt to receive more information from Abe's, um, then we will send their contact information to Abe's. Abe's then gets to d- establish rapport with those individuals and 
cultivate those leads to get them to become um, actual paying customers. In addition, we'll do uh, display advertising around our site and uh, and maybe do some kind of um, maybe a video where people we ask people to watch a video. Um, we have a, a member rewards program where they get uh, rewarded basically for for watching videos and and uh, and clicking on things. So they, there's um, there's a positive do good association with actually watching the video right there. Uh, and we end up kind of creating that that overall package that gets them um, really quality uh, leads that they're telling us are you know performing very very well. And do the, all those little all the ancillary things like display ads and the the video does that all lead back into this petition to sign organic or what have you? Is that sort of the call to action? Mm. No. No, That's what I was kind of wondering, too, is that, you know, are you embedding like pieces of content in for these, like if AIDS has a piece of content about like, you know, things that they're doing in the community and stuff like that, that you would embed a video along with the petition? That, so, no, it won't be quite that, uh, quite like that. It may be that we drive people to uh, read a particular story uh, okay. um, about mm-hmm. the organization, about the company. But, um, and there may be the petition that's on the, at, at the bottom of that, but it won't be while they're signing the petition. We try, we keep people focused on actually converting to sign the petition right there. Right. Mm-hmm. But wow, you sort of have, yeah. I mean, the the brilliant part about this model is you sort of have people trained on care too. I mean, you have them trained to sign up for things, to take certain actions and get rewarded for it, which is this whole gamification piece that you guys have done so amazingly. And so it seems to me that you're sort of just folding these brands that make sense for the community into that model. I mean, I think yeah, that, mm-hmm. that what you've done really well is trained your community to do certain things. And now you're just kind of translating that into the the corporate partners. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about, I, I don't know if I would use the word train, but I, I think that that is certainly. Uh, <laughs> okay. Bad choice of words. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, what, what I call it, I call it an engine for good. So, um, Back when I started this, uh, all those years ago, uh, the goal was to figure out a model where I could um, incentivize people to do good um, that would generate revenues that we'd we'd be able to plow back in to create more opportunities for them to do good, more do more good that would could generate more revenues. So you get this positive self reinforcing cycle because so much of the many of the problems that we have in the world were caused by kind of the reverse of that, where people would be um, would would buy products that are not so good for the world that um, would fund those corporations to create even more products that are not so good for the world. And it's kind of this downward spiral. So this was kind of the, my goal was to create this engine for good to kind of work our way out of this, uh, these, some of these world challenges that we face. And so, uh, that's where the nonprofits and the for-profit, uh, kind of integration of the for-profits that are, are moving in that direction, that, that for good direction, um, makes so much sense. So, People come to our site because they want to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, signing a petition is one great way to do that. So mm-hmm. is supporting a nonprofit organization. So is, you know, moving your dollars, your spending in line with your values. And so they all work perfectly well together. Now, it would not be a good platform for, you know, some company that um, does not have the values, uh, you know, shared by our members. Um, right. But that's fine by us. You know, we're, we're really trying to focus on uh, the companies that are, are, are doing good. Have mm-hmm. you turned down companies? Oh yeah, oh, oh, they have. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got some. I mean, we've had some very big Is that uh, fun? opportunities. That, <laughs> you <laughs> well, like? You know, it, it, look, it's, look, yeah. Wells Fargo. Look, Exxon. Yeah, Exxon. Yeah, there's uh, there was a famous example of a or, or internally famous anyway of a of a 
big, uh, let's say, uh, GMO company, um, who shall not go uh, named, but um, that wanted to pay us a whole lot of money to do an advertising campaign that was um, was really about saying, you know, GMOs are good for the world, and, um, and and so and we were frankly at the time we were kind of pinched for uh, revenues, and so it was um, it wasn't the kind of. I mean, it, it was a no-brainer decision, but at the end of the day, but but it was also really painful. Yeah, it was yeah. It's not yeah, fun. Yeah, um, so so I mean, fortunately these days things are going great, and and uh, it's it's easy to turn away folks like that. But um, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, no, no margin, no mission. That's kind of it's yeah. the, you're not making money, you you can't do good. So I we like that. We do, no yeah, margin, no mission. True. So now um, one question I had, uh, Randy, was just about um, in the way that for profits. Uh, partner with you. Do nonprofits do the same thing with certain pages? So if someone was signing something around cancer, could the American Cancer Society sponsor that page and have the same type oh, of display advertising, et cetera? They, they do that on occasion. Yeah. Right. Um, that's not a big part of uh, the model. Usually they're, they're much more focused, tend to be much more focused on the direct, um, let's acquire these prospective donors. And so that, but, but there absolutely is uh, some of that where we'll have content around, you know, stories around what they're doing and, and all of that to help educate our members uh, to their cause or, and certainly if there's a, you know, if there's a related cause um, where the, someone has started a petition on, um, we can kind of connect that in. So, so the way, the way that it works for, for folks that are not um, kind of aware is that most people come to our site um, first off to sign a citizen petition, the petition created by an individual. After they sign that first petition, um, they will see a sponsor. Sponsored petition. That sponsored petition is normally sponsored by a nonprofit organization, although kind of the examples that we give maybe a, a pledge also for a for-profit uh, company. Um, and uh, and so you know we don't make any money off that kind of that first petition. It's really um, our our revenue opportunities come on petitions number two, three, etc. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's where and so so we can line up. Basically, we have a very sophisticated algorithm to figure out. You know, looking at the person that has first that has signed. You know, X petition first, um, and based on where they're coming from and a whole lot of other variables, um, which is the best match for them in terms of finding. How do we find the best prospective donors for the nonprofit organizations and the best prospective cl- mm-hmm. uh, clients? Uh, sorry, customers um, for the for-profit companies. So that's a lot of what we're, we're wow. doing. Wow. Now that's it. So one question I have, I think that's interesting, is um, in the realm of uh, crowdfunding, one of the things I wrote recently on Beth Cantor's blog was about how one of the fastest growing areas or one of the fastest growing areas to be in 2016 is companies using these private label crowdfunding sites like uh, Dick Sporting Goods did with Sports Matters, which is a, a halo winner, right, with mm-hmm. the uh, cost marketing forum and stuff like that. Have companies ever come to you and said, instead of sponsoring this on your site, we would like you to power something on our site? Oh, that is a good question. Um, so, uh, no, that's not generally the way that we work, although we do work with um, several hundred other uh, media sites, basically, mm. to uh, we have something called TAP, which is our take action platform, which mm-hmm. is basically a widgetized version of our petition. So ah. um, we do a revenue share with a whole lot of media sites, um, helping them to generate revenues for their content. Get basically, someone can read a story, and then um, at the bottom of the story, they can take action 
and you know actually do something good out there kind of frustrated by what they read mm. in the store or whatever mm. um, they can actually uh, put their their act to um, you know to work here so um, it, it, but that's uh, that's not not exactly the same thing that you're you're saying but no. I think one of the things that I've um, for for the for profits um, they I think initially they saw petitions kind of as a threat um, and and certainly there are certain times where if you're not a good corporate citizen uh, yes mm -hmm. it, yep. it can be a very effective threat. Um, but then the other side of the equation is that um, the people that are signing these petitions are also fabulous customers if you happen mm -hmm. to have a, a mission that is aligned with their values. And right. so that's where our whole model uh, kind of comes in. And so I think more and more companies are realizing the second half of that opportunity there, or that well, uh, potential mm -hmm. petitions. And it's so smart to connect with people who want to do something about what they're reading. Because I think that's, you know, what our world is today. You know, you see babies washing up on beaches and people are like, what can I do? So right. I think that's what you've captured is it so well in sort of the psychology of people is, you know, this really bothers me and I can yep. do nothing about it or I could at least sign a petition. Right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, since the dawn of, you know, of mankind, uh, people have kind of joined together for collective power. And uh, I think they're frustrated in general with um, with Congress or their government or local government or whomever it happens to be, um, and the inability to get things done these days. Right. And so that's why they're turning to online petitions. They're realizing that I can actually create real impact. I can, um, I can use petitions to get what I want done, and I can join on with somebody else who started this other campaign, and I can help them. And so, uh, and they're seeing that you know we are having all these wins, and so they're they're realizing that um, here's a way for me to channel my energies uh, toward good and towards actually an effective outcome. Actually, that can you give us an example of a recent win? Because you do have tons of them, and they're very impressive. But it would be great sure. for our audience sure. to hear some um, of them. Yeah, so actually, uh, we, so we, we currently have a, uh, a pretty significant petition on our site, a couple hundred thousand people who have signed uh, to stop um, basically Federal, uh, Federal Express from shipping um, shark fins, um, which is, you know, considered a delicacy in, in certain mm -hmm. parts of the world. Um, and so, and, but it's, of course, is leading to uh, the, the death and destruction of, of shark um, populations all around the world. And so um, uh, FedEx has not agreed to, um, actually, we had a second, we had another petition recently uh, against UPS, and UPS did agree to, uh, to change their policy. So they now um, are, not allowing, are, are not allowing people to sh uh, ship uh, shark fins. So our hope is that um, Federal Express, if you're listening, um, will <laughs> kind of follow suit and, um, and, uh, and also, um, stop allowing that. I mean, similarly, actually we had this, um, huge, uh, Cecil the lion petition, which, uh, mm. probably pretty much everybody saw the, oh the dentist that, uh, okay. you know, shot the, the lion in Zimbabwe. And, um, so that was, uh, actually our fastest growing petition ever, uh, back in uh, end of July. Uh, it was absolutely huge international headlines of that. And, uh, what followed is that uh, actually Delta Airlines and several others actually agreed not to ship um, trophy, you know, quote unquote trophies, yeah. um, uh, hunts, uh, 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 trophies from hunts um, on their airplanes. So at least that kind of stops the uh, the ability for the, the ease of what with which some of these actors yeah. uh, can kind of ship their um, their trophies. So that's great. Is there a petition now to stop the Halloween costumes? Oh yeah, no, so I know, was, really. Yeah, that, that was the, the there was uh, somebody actually is has created a Halloween costume around the. Um, I don't know what people are thinking anymore. I think I several people have. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we actually do have a big petition around that. I, I think it's at least hundred and hundred. Sign that. 
something. Yeah, have some class. You know, you should know though, Randy. Uh, uh, Megan has shock fin soup every day. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I, I just want to let you know. There's that. always one part of the show I mean, where Joe has to throw me under just, the bus. Here it's just it is. kind of awkward. You know what I mean? And she wears her lion skin bathrobe <laughs> yeah. while she eats it. So, and, and just, I'll be setting up a petition right after this. Yeah, right. thanks a lot, Joe. Yeah, 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 the last yeah, thing yeah. I want is Randy Painter against me. <laughs> here too. Here's, here's the question, right? You guys are extremely successful. You've got 32 million people. Why aren't you asking them for money to support good causes? Well, I think there's there is, you know we fit into the value chain, if you want to call it that, or or the kind of the the, the, the create change kind of uh, movement um, at a different point. And so I think if we were to constantly be asking our members for donations or money. Um, they wouldn't be so happy about coming to our site all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, so instead, we actually, that's why we were, one of the reasons why we work with all these nonprofit organizations, because they're much more effective um, at that than we are. They're they're the ones with the boots on the ground. They're the ones that are actually, um, you know, out there on the street every day kind of mm-hmm. making the, the impact. And so, um, and they're in a better position to ask them for uh, donations. So we mm-hmm. do at times during uh, the holiday season, we will we'll make a, a few, do a few campaigns um, where we're actually raising funds directly. But in general, um, you know, people love to be able to participate and not be asked for money all the time. Sure. And yeah. so uh, that's kind of our place in the, you know, I, the big funnel. I kind of wonder, Randy, in terms of the bigger perspective on this, too, in terms of the crowdfunding, crowd advocacy space, is we see this a lot. Like, you know, you have GoFundMe and they only do donations and, you know, Give Forward specializes in medical donations and Booster focuses on T-shirts. And at some point, is there going to be some mixing and matching here that, you know what I mean, people are going to find the benefit of having one site where they can go and do all these things from signing a petition to uh, to donating to the cause to buying a T-shirt to support it and all those other things? Uh, maybe. You know, that that was actually my thought many years ago that, that there was going to be kind of this – it's like a one-stop shop for doing right. good. And that was kind of what Care2 was, was trying to do maybe back years ago. And mm-hmm. what I think is um, what I've realized, one of the lessons I've learned is that – um, it's it's really difficult to be really good at any anything basically. So <laughs> you really need to focus um, right. to your energies. And so um, I think uh, you know there, the the platform that we run right now is very very sophisticated. It takes a, a big team. It takes a lot of money. Um, and so if we were to try to branch out and do other things, or if somebody else were to try to kind of aggregate it all, it's um, it's really difficult. I, and mm. I, don't, I don't really see that happening. I think there's actually, you know, the, the web is all about kind of these, uh, you know, nicheification or kind yes, of the yeah. no, I agree with that. Verticals yeah. that are, are really deep but not very wide. So and right. that's where we are. Yep. Yeah. So as a, as a last question, because we're sort of at the end of our time here, but this has been so fascinating. What are you, what are you trying to keep your eye on moving forward for Care2? And what are you sort of watching very curiously uh yeah i mean i'd say we are focusing more and more on you know it's really it's really about petitions these days and it's really about how do we help people to get the wins how do we make them more effective excuse me um and what are the tools that they need to to be more effective and so uh we've in the past year or so we've dramatically expanded our team that 
helps individual authors to uh, to win. So we actually have uh, in-house experts in campaigning um, that will work directly with authors that need help. Uh, we will actually do media training for them. We, will, we have a PR team that will go out and try to get press for these uh, for petition authors. Um, and so that's more of where we're headed is to really go deep and to really find ways to make sure that petitions are getting noticed and they're having a positive impact on the world. And uh, mm. I think if we can do that, um, there's just a, a huge amount of potential ahead of us because um, we know that there is there's lots of demand on the on the nonprofit and the for-profit side for these types of the folks that are coming here. They're, they make really good uh, donors and really good um, customers. And so um, if we keep on focused on getting driving more and more people through the, the system um, and, you know, upgrading our technologies around how do we find the best customers and the best donors for the nonprofit organizations, um, I think we got a, you know, a good future and can make a lot of difference in the world. Fascinating. Well, thank you so, so much, Randy. If people want to find out more about you or care to, how might they do that online? Sure, they can. I mean, probably just, uh, well, CARE2, certainly go to care2.com, uh, C A R E, and the number two.com. And then for me, uh, at Painter at, at Twitter is, um, is my handle. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll include that in the show notes, which you can find where, Joe? You can find those, first of all, at selfishgiving.com, which is the preferred place to find your Don't talk that. radio episodes. <laughs> well, you asked the question, but you can find it at selfishgiving.com, and Megan has a site, too, she'll tell you about. Um, and you can also find me minute to minute on Twitter, at Joe Waters, talking to Randy and Megan. And also, check out those Pinterest boards, pinterest.com, uh, front slash Joe Waters, have like 3,500 uh, cause marketing pins that you can check out. Megan, what about you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand. Wow. I oh, am. Boy. I've been on a lot this week, Joe. And I also tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find show notes at Cause Update as well. We have a great new post today by Namit Agarwal about um, the Nepal Save Nepal campaign and how corporates had great competition. So do check that out as well. And of course, you can find Cause Talk Radio on iTunes. Do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're there, do us a favor, leave us a review. We do want to hear from you. And on behalf of Randy and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time.